May the words I speak and the words we hear be your words of life to us, our God. Amen. Well, this has been an interesting year, hasn't it? For some, this has not been much different than other years. For others, this has been a year of peace and soul time. I think that's how uh, Jill Straker described it. But for others, it has been a very difficult year. And Karis has already told us a bit about that. And for a lot of us, it's been a mix of good and bad. So I enjoyed lockdown, but uh, it was a lot busier than I anticipated. It was amazingly tiring, and my daughter lost the job she loved in the first couple of weeks. And it took her until October to get another job. During this year, we have farewelled, well, I have farewelled too many friends and far too many parishioners. I was aware of that doing home communions this week, that there were a lot fewer this year than there were last year. I was aware of that as Sandy put up all the Christmas decorations and she asked, where did the nativity sets go? And I went, I don't know, Marion did that. I just turned up. So uh, we have a different set up this year from how she did it. And I set up the wooden ones over there on the piano. I had no idea what Marion was doing. They were on the back one, but they kind of took over the whole of the back altar, so I had to go for a minimalist thing so I could still do communion on it. Uh, you'll note that we have the wise men kind of off to one side. They're off to one side over there as well. They don't arrive until Epiphany. So your wise men are right in the middle of your Christmas scenes. They're still on the journey. I'd actually have them over there somewhere by the flowers, but I'm not actually sure these sets are still up on, Christmas, on uh, Epiphany, so... And ours will be close, at least. And I'm aware, as we get ready for our carol service in a week's time, that Malcolm is not with us as well. Today's theme is joy. It's a difficult year to think about joy, really. And I wonder, in, all, all, in light of all that this year has been, what is joy for you? And where have been, if any, the moments of joy? which feels like a reasonably good question to just ask you. So uh, I'm going to get you to talk to your neighbours for a moment about what is joy, especially in this year, and where have been the moments of joy for you in this year. So just have a conversation with your neighbours for a minute or two. What is joy? Where have been the moments of joy for you this year? Church, be with friends. For me, joy is a humbling of my spirit. Okay. 
Right, an uplifting of our spirit, and so our great grandies, those of you who have them, or our grandies, those of you who have them, uh, that's a, cause of, a source of that, uplifting of the spirit, of joy. Family is a source of joy because it uplifts our spirit. Right. And the footprints, so that's a source of joy for you? Yeah, Right, so God, God is faithful and how God carries us through the hard times. And that's what our reading from Thessalonians was all about. We had a family Christmas over our oldest son. And so many had a family there. And that was a, a, a family Christmas. Right. Theo. For those of us who are called to walk in the footsteps of Francis and Claire, who walked in the footsteps of Christ, joy is at the centre of that. Francis called it perfect joy. But this joy is not something we can develop for ourselves. In our principles, joy is defined as a divine gift, coming from union with God in Christ. It is still there even in times of darkness and difficulty, giving us cheerful courage in the face of disappointment and an inward serenity and confidence through sickness and suffering. Those of us who possess it can rejoice in weakness, insults, hardships and persecutions for Christ's sake. For when we are weak, then we are strong. And this has been a year to hold on to that definition of joy. Joy is a gift. It's a divine gift. Uh, so Paul's letter to the Thessalonians talks about that, that our source of joy is God and God's faithfulness. Um, just by the by, First uh, Thessalonians is thought to be the first book that Paul wrote that we have. He may well have written other letters, but that's the first one that we have. And that means it's the oldest piece of the New Testament. The Gospels and a lot of the other stuff came after Paul. Paul wrote his stuff uh, all his letters, his letters, uh, were written first. So that is the, the ending of the oldest piece of the New Testament that we heard this morning. Uh, and as you kind of read, you kind of find out how the, the order that they think these books were written, you can see how theology slowly developed and how the issues changed. So joy is very different from happiness. It's uh, something that's deep-seated within us. It's planted deep down. At the beginning of our Advent, on our interactive service, we talked about um, the four themes of joy, hope, peace and love, and how these are like seedlings that are planted within us. And one of the tasks of Advent is to prepare the soil for those seedlings, and then to nurture and look after those seedlings in our lives. 
And so while we can't kind of become joyful on our own, there are ways that we can nurture that joy that God plants within us. A couple of years ago, I talked about the book I'd been reading, The Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World, by the Dalai Lama, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, and Douglas Abrams, a Buddhist, a Christian, and a Jew. So it was an interfaith conversation, uh, and it was a record of their face-to-face conversation held over a week. And in that book, they quoted some research by Sonia Lubomirsky, I apologise if she ever listens to this for the way I pronounced her name. Uh, For the three ways, well, she talks about the three ways we can nurture happiness, but they used it in terms of the three ways we can nurture joy. And the thing that surprised me about their conversation was how often these three ways came up within those three faith traditions. So it came out of the research, looking at who were happy people in the world, uh, but but all three of them could tell stories about this the same three things in their own life from their own faith perspective. And those three ways are an ability to reframe a situation positively, an ability to experience gratitude, and an ability to be kind and generous. We pay attention to joy. We nurture joy. We water and nurture the divine gift of joy when... We reframe the situation positively when we experience gratitude and when we are kind and generous. So I wonder how that helps us find joy this year. How does it help us find joy as we approach this Christmas? In our Gospel reading this morning, we are offered once again John the Baptizer, although in John's Gospel, he's less John the Baptizer because he doesn't baptize Jesus in John's Gospel. He does in the three synoptics, but not in John's Gospel. His primary task in John's Gospel is to be a witness to Jesus, who is himself the living witness to God's love and hope and joy and peace, using the four Lenten themes. So the importance of John is that he is a forerunner for all who seek to follow Jesus. He is our role model, rather than Jesus being our role model. And he is a role model because he is a witness to Jesus. So... Given everything that I've just said, I have another question. This, this, I should have titled this morning's sermon, Four Questions. So this is the third question, and you know what the fourth one is because I've already asked it. The third question then is, how have we witnessed to joy over this year? How have we been a witness to joy this year? So I invite you to have a conversation with your neighbours about that question. How have you been a witness to joy this year? And finally, 
my last question. So I'll just leave you with that conversation. We don't need a report back on that. Over this, um, as I've been preparing the sermon, one of the things I noticed was that a lot of my thinking was around my joy. Like what brings me joy? What brings us joy? How do I nurture joy in my life? But I don't very often ask the question that I asked at the beginning of the service. What brings God joy? Which seems to me to be the most important question of all the questions. Because when we start by asking what brings me joy and what is joy in my life, then I'm at the centre. And one of the things, and I, my criticism of Christianity is that too often we place ourselves at the centre. But actually at the centre should be God, as we discover God in Christ. So what brings, what brings God joy? We do. We do. That's a bit. That is a good answer. We bring God joy. When sometimes, sometimes we don't. Sorry? Isaiah, where the words of Isaiah are reinterpreted 
by a person or a school of people who have kept that scroll and reinterpreted it for that situation. And in the last ten chapters, third Isaiah, they're at home. They're in Jerusalem. And it is not going well. When they got back, the people who lived there didn't say, Hooray, you're home. They went, No, we don't want you. Go away. Like, this is our home. Go away. We don't want you. So some of them were the people left behind. Some of them were other people that the Babylonians brought in. They weren't able to build the wall, so they kept being raided. They weren't able to rebuild the temple. It was going badly. They were just in a tin pot little town in the middle of nowhere, really. This was not the Jerusalem that they had been told about. And to these people, we heard what this group of people or this person said this morning under the Spirit of God. And it's in our sentence. And you should know it because it's used a lot. It's in Luke's Gospel. It's kind of weird that it's not paired with Luke's Gospel. Bind up the broken hearted. Proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favour, the day of vengeance of our God. So God was saying in this that God is faithful and that God will bring rebuilding out of the devastation, renewal out of the devastation, transformation out of the devastation. And that is one of the places when, where God's joy is to be found, when we are involved in that work of renewal and rebuilding and transformation, because that's what God desires. So, thinking about that, what does that look like for us now as we look ahead to a new year and hopefully, possibly, an ending to this pandemic at some point in the next 12 months? You've got to hope. What kind of world are we being invited to build with God at the end of that? How might we use this opportunity for transformation, not to go back to the old ways, because the old ways led to this. How do we find new ways? So the Quakers have done some work and they've put out a, a thing about a post-COVID world. Our criticism was, we're still in the middle of it. Like, but yeah, sure, once we get out of this. And they're, they're thinking, like, we need to use this as an opportunity to think about how we address climate change and how we actually live in some different ways. <coughs> Other organisations are thinking about that too. So Christian World Service, this is the 75th year of their, for the 75th Christmas appeal. And they are our, like we are part of the Board of Governors for that body. And they work on our behalf around the world, bringing hope and joy to people. And every Christmas we invite you to give to their work, to help that work around the world on our behalf. So this year, as we think about joy and God's joy, how might we support their work? So we're going to watch their video. Now, normally, we would have their little thing to put in your pew sheets, their um, appeal pamphlet, but we don't, haven't got any, and I suspect they've stopped making them because they must be really expensive to make, and they've gone instead for this kind of video approach. Uh, and... Uh, well, we didn't get them anyway. And they're encouraging people to go to the website, which is where I gave in the past anyway. So uh, or you, there's some information in the pew sheet about who to run. So I'd like to spend about three minutes thinking about 
the joy that God experiences through the work of Christian world service.